0: What would you say you do here? Hello, friends, and welcome to the What Would You Say You Do Here podcast. I'm your host, Dan Gale, the president of Leona Marketing Group. Each week, we're planning to talk to the movers and shakers in sports to find out what they do, where they work, and more importantly, what would you say you do here? Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's edition of the What Would You Say You Do Here podcast powered by Leona Marketing Group. We are joined this week by the founder of Huddle Up, Joe Pompliano. Joe, how are you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing well, Dan. Thank you for having me, first and foremost.
0: Well, we appreciate you making the time. know you're busy. I'm going to hit you right out of the gate with the toughest, most open-ended question that you probably got back in job interviews and other days. What would you say you do here, man?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's an open-ended one for sure. Uh, no, it's a good one though. I I think from uh, from like a very general macro standpoint, um, I talk about the business and money behind sports, right? So that could be anything from uh, you know Patrick Mahomes' five hundred million dollar contract to how the NBA makes money to Peacock buying the rights for WWE. Um, you know, it, it really changes. I follow definitely new cycles, but I try to uh, relate in a way that is um, relatable to the average fan, also. So it's uh, it's both current events, but also kind of like historical macro-looking things. Um, I write a daily newsletter called Huddle Up, which uh, gets delivered every morning around 9:30 a.m. It's generally like a five-minute uh, or so read, and it's either you know, like I said, based off a current event or or something historical like that. But it gives people kind of a a good uh, general understanding, and I try to do it from perspective that is. Um, you know, less like typical article-based, but more uh, a little more deep thinking, kind of more interesting angle on stuff, and some some things that people may not have thought of or uh, put into perspective. So the the email has gone well. Like you said, I have about twenty five thousand subscribers. I've been doing it since um, I, I want to say July, mid July. So that's that's gone well. Um, and then, from like a you know a, a top-down approach, i'm uh, I'm doing it all through Twitter. So I started tweeting in July also. I have about one hundred and fifteen thousand followers on there. Uh, and really, what I do is I, I use that as kind of like the main funnel to get um, you know news throughout the day out. And then I kind of filter people down to the newsletter. and the newsletter gives me the ability to, uh, you know not only have a deeper conversation with people through uh, email, but also, uh, I get to do deeper dive on, on certain topics that I like to you know talk about and I get to pick and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it, it's been, it's been really good. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. And there's, as you know, there is no shortage of things to talk about in the sports business world.
0: Well, I have to tell you, kudos first and foremost, 25,000 in six months is outstanding and building that through. And what was that, that catalyst that, that really started your growth and getting out because such a rapid growth in a short time that's unheard of
1: yeah yeah i think uh w- one of the the largest channels that i saw success in was through twitter obviously but specifically uh storytelling through threads so i kind of have for any for anyone that you know has seen it or or will eventually follow me on twitter hopefully um i do these threads that are basically uh you know they're stories but they're all done in the same format i usually kind of give it a good overview to start and then i go through the story they're all maybe 10 Uh, at at max 12 tweets long. So they're only two to three minute reads. Uh, But I just tell stories, whether it's, you know, historical ones like Ozzy and Daniel Silna making all the money off the NBA media deal, whether it's, uh, you know, new ones like, you know, the MLS Players Association negotiating a new CBA, right? It could be anything. But I tried to do um, very early on, I did a couple of them, which were essentially just summaries of my articles. And I saw that they were doing really well on Twitter. Uh, And then I, you know, obviously plugged my newsletter link at the bottom and, some of them maybe only got 100, 200, 300 likes. Uh, but then when I had one, you you know, you talk about a tipping point. I had one that got ten thousand likes and forty thousand likes. And when I had those, I was getting you know two, three thousand email subs at a time. When at a normal time, you know, I'm I'm lucky to get a few here or there when I tweeted out or whatnot. But um, once I figured out that that was kind of the the best and the easiest uh, and most effective growth channel for myself, I kind of just doubled down. Um, so for six months straight, I literally did. Uh, you know, at least four, if not five threads a week, kind of one every night, Monday through Friday. Um, And, you know, that, that may not sound like uh, a a crazy, ridiculous amount, but certainly when you're, you know, a lot of research obviously goes into them and, uh, you know, I try to get the pictures right in the media and videos and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's certainly a lot of work, but I would say that's, you know, that was far and away the number one um, kind of asset that I used to grow the channels.
0: Yeah. I got to tell you, I love following those. You've an interesting background. You you weren't working in sports at all. What what made you go down this path? What was it, you know, something in childhood? What where, where did it come from this idea?
1: Yeah, so I um I, I grew up, I have four brothers, right? So there was five of us growing up. Um so I always played sports, I played football, basketball, baseball, the whole deal. Um so I always, you know, I love sports. Uh, my whole family did all of us and and I was always around it growing up. Um and when I got older, I um in college, I ha- I did a summer at Octagon Sports Agency in DC, so I thought that's what I wanted to do, kind of long term. Uh, but then when I was in college, my senior year, I got an opportunity to move up to New York, and I ended up working at uh, J.P. Morgan for the last few years uh, in their wealth management department, and it was a good job. It, you know, it, I, I liked it and I enjoyed it, and I you know that whole deal. Uh, But when the pandemic hit, I kind of just had an opportunity like, you know, I think a lot of us did, which was just taking an inventory on everything. Right. You know, you had an opportunity to step back and really figure out um, not only are you happy with what you're doing, but what do you want to do long term? Um, So I I did that. And what I what I realized was I just wanted to get back to the sports angle. Right. And I didn't want to be an agent. I didn't want to, you know, uh, necessarily be a reporter working for you know a publication or something like that. And it wasn't necessarily because I have anything against those those careers or those jobs. Um, I just felt that the best and, you know, the best avenue for me was to do it from uh, kind of a personality standpoint, right, through Twitter and, and with the newsletter and kind of do it on my own and build it out that way. Uh, and, and the reception has been great, obviously, but um, it was certainly kind of, you know, a 180 from what I was doing previously. Uh, but I think that, the you know, the more I think about it is the progression from, you know, growing up in sports and having the the little experience I did at Octagon. Uh, and, and knowing that was something I was interested in and getting the business side of JP Morgan also, um, it, it really gave me a good synergy to do the sports business angle, um, which I'm doing now. So I think those two experiences really helped. And they're obviously two very uh, you know reputable places from there. So I think that kind of natural connection afterwards made a lot of sense. Um, I think for me, it was just kind of figuring out the best way to do it. And I obviously chose to do that uh, you know independent through Twitter and Substack and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I certainly have enjoyed it.
0: Kudos. I mean, for someone going out on their own, having done, it, it's never easy. So, and I remember doing it. How did, how did you decide, okay, this is the day? I mean, and financially, you know, looking at it, saying to make that risk and going through it, you know, what were the steps that you took of saying, all right, this is the time and how am I going to eat? How am I going to pay my bills and and build it out? You know, what was that process that you went through?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's certainly uh, scary to some degree, right? Like I think, I think the, the hardest part is just getting started, right? Because I, I had thought about it for a little while and I wish obviously I would have started even sooner, but what really came down to me was like, you know, the, the, the old saying of, uh, you know, people underestimate what they can accomplish, uh, in, in five years, right. Or, or whatever. But, um, so I was like, you know, I just need to get started and do this and try it. And really what it was, was I just, you know, wrote one article, uh, sent it out. The first one went out to, to two people, me and my girlfriend. Right. And then, the you know, the, the next one goes out to three or four or five, whatever. And then you announce it and maybe get a hundred or whatever, but it was just slowly being consistent. And a large part of that was, um, you know, committing to it, right? Like obviously Monday through Friday, every single day you need to send one. Uh, you know, I promised myself I'll, I'll, I'll make each article the absolute best I can. There's always a new reader, you know, you want to have a good first impression, et cetera. So I think just committing and doing it, um, was important. And then once I, You know, once I started getting traction, it became a little easier to follow up with all that kind of stuff because you're seeing it working and, you know, you get a little compounding growth, I'd say. Uh, But then, yeah, when you go, when you make that decision to kind of leave and do it full time, uh, for me, it was just, um, you know, I obviously wanted to move and do that, but I was lucky from the perspective that uh, I went out and I was able to secure a sponsor that um, supported me for. Uh, a six month period. So I basically just said, look, I just want to make what I'm, you know, what I'm doing now, um, which was like kind of a no brainer for me to go do it. Cause it was, you know, a lot more people make this jump with not that stability. Right. So I was like, if I can figure that out with a sponsor, uh, I'll make it exclusive for six months. I'll go do this, uh, and, and I'll try to build it out. And, um, uh, for, for those of you who don't know my sponsors, athletic brewing, I really do appreciate those guys because they are, you know, they made it happen. Right. I, I certainly wouldn't have been able to do it without them, uh, and not only from like a, a standpoint of advertising, but they deserve a lot of credit for certainly, uh, you know, helping me make that jump because I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. Um, but yeah, th- those six months now, I'm I'm in month four or five, but it's really afforded me the the time uh, and stability to go out and build this. And now, um, you know, I, I'm confident that I will be able to uh, not only get more advertisers, but be able to make more money doing it afterwards. So. I'll it's, it's plug Athletic
0: Brewing. I'll tell you, man, I, I, bought, I bought this stuff through uh, your site. I got it and uh, the, the all out because I just ordered 10 six packs of it. And it's, it's a great product, but it's also great that they helped you out. I mean, and, and getting that, that first six months, you know, my wife and I went through it when I started Leona five years ago. You talk about where it's coming five years. We had a six month check in period where it was every six months, you know, where, where are we at? And I remember that first six months was not easy you know, and going through. So kudos on getting yours built up as quick as you did and and, and going forward. And, and then ask my next question, what's next?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think next is, um, you know, continuing to build really, right? So I, I look at it as the Twitter um, account that I run is is the top of the funnel, right? So I want to continue to provide value there in context and goods, not only stories, but uh, news related stuff and personal opinion and, and and really just breaking you know stories down and and doing a good job providing people with an opinionated um, kind of angle on things. And then I'll use that to build up um, kind of what I'll call owned platforms, right So the newsletter is going to continue to be a you know a focus of mine. Um, but I also want to push it into more deeper video content and stuff like that, right So whether it's on YouTube um, or or different publications like that, But, yeah, I I think you guys can uh, expect, obviously, um, you know, improvement from not only a newsletter uh, kind of content perspective, but also I'm going to do some better things around uh, referral programs and interview series with specific athletes, uh, storytelling in video format and and stuff like that. So I think I'm excited to um, kind of, you know, look deeper into that. I think it was important for me to build a good foundation. And now that affords me the opportunity to kind of go build out more channels.
0: What advice do you have for people that, that have looked at it in your chair? You're sitting there around the pandemic and saying, you know, I, I'm not happy. This isn't what I want to do. I want to get back. What advice do you have for, for, for others that are out there that are, that are sitting there if they're going to take the plunge?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, specifically talking about that, right, like, you know, deciding on something new and taking the plunge and figuring it out. I think um, from my perspective, right, like it, you always hear people say it and it doesn't make a lot of sense until you actually do it yourself. Uh, but really it's just doing it. Right. Like, I think that going back to what I said previously, which was, um, you know, I wish I would have done it sooner. Right. And, and like I said, people underestimate what they can accomplish in five years and I'm six months in and I would have never imagined that, you know, I would have this many subscribers and, and, and be building this. Right. So I think it's just, uh, you know, taking that first step and really just going for it. Uh, because, you know, when, when you, when you realize that, um, you know, it's up to you and you don't really care what other people think about it. And you just want to go do what you want to do and something that you, you know, are passionate about and you like, um, you know, it doesn't feel like you're working right. So I, I certainly work more hours now than I did at JP Morgan, uh, which is funny because people think of JP Morgan as like the most demanding job ever. And it, and it is, don't get me wrong. It certainly was hard work and stuff. But, um, when you, you know, when you're working for yourself and you're doing something you're passionate about and stuff, then you don't, you don't really think about it as work. So, um, I, I think the first step is really just going for it. What have you learned? Uh, a lot. I think um, not only, you know, uh, technical skills like we were joking about before we started about, you know, like, you know, setting everything up and stuff like that is, is a lot harder than you expect when you're doing everything on your own. But from, you know, a- another standpoint, it's just like content creation is really hard. It's, it's tough. I gained like a whole new level of respect for people that, uh, you know, have done it consistently for years and years and years and people that, uh, you know, have built, you know, massive business off of it. Like, uh, even, you know, you look at guys on YouTube or whatever, and people joke that they're just on YouTube. And it's like, no, that the, the job is much harder than, uh, than people expect from a content creation standpoint. It's super, super time consuming. Uh, you're constantly thinking about ways to not only build your audience, but provide good value. So I think I gained, uh, you know, a new level of respect for that. But also just, you know, from the perspective of consistency, I think, um, you know, I, I learned a whole lot about, uh, the value of just doing something every day, right? So the newsletter, um, a lot of people do them you know once a week or w- whatever it might be, which is a good strategy and I'm not uh, against that at all. but for me, what I knew was important was being accountable and consistent in doing that stuff. so uh, mine daily is certainly a lot of work, but it afforded me the uh, kind of the ability to hold myself accountable and consistent to uh, you know making sure I wrote every day, I'm improving each time uh, and and I'm getting you know not only the newsletter but additional content in front of people, which, you know, compounds into future growth. That's
0: great. Great advice. And last question I ask everybody, what's keeping you up at night right now?
1: Uh, What's keeping me up, keeping me up. Uh, I think it is just uh, the idea of consistently learning. So one of the things that I think is, is really difficult about uh, that. I'm always, I wouldn't say it's like super, super difficult, but I'm always super aware of it is the idea of consistently learning. Right. So I think, from a from a content creation standpoint, so much of my time is spent on not only creating the content but thinking bigger picture about building the business. Which you know, anyone who's listening to this that. Run something on their own or or is in a small group like yourself, then you think about not only, you know, the day-to-day stuff, but the larger picture. And that consumes a lot of your time. And what I think gets lost in the bigger picture sometimes is, you know, consistently learning and making sure you're improving yourself and getting better and all that. And a lot of my job revolves around not only current events, but educating people, talking through different issues and new perspectives. So I think, um, you know, one of the things that keeps me up at night is is just that idea of consistently learning and there's always something else i could be reading or doing or watching um or educating myself on right so while it feels like there's always something more to do um you know obviously everyone knows that it's you know it's good to sometimes just step away for a second and take a break but i i would say that the idea of uh of not falling behind and and consistently educating myself is what keeps me up
0: no, it's a that's a, it's a, it's a great point especially run, running your own shop you always think there's more you can be doing and more you can be learning so Joe I appreciate your time man it's been great to to chat more catch up and and really looking forward to what you have next coming for through huddle up as you build a great brand in a short time that uh, has been fi- filling a need i think in the sports space of just you know direct business numbers and and business stories that like i said I, I love waking up and reading it every morning and Really do look forward to that next content that you're planning. So thanks for the time. Appreciate it. And we really look forward to seeing what you got next.
1: Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it also. Thanks for having me.
0: So there you have it. Joe Pompliano giving us a little insight into how he founded Huddle Up, what made him take the jump into the wonderful world of entrepreneurship, a little bit of advice, and the story of how he grew to 25,000 subscribers in only six months pretty impressive. Looking forward to seeing more coming from him in the future. So for another week, I'm your host, Dan Gale, signing off. Stay safe, my friend.